0: Um go ahead and record. I'm excited. Oh, did you start already?
1: Mm-hmm. Oh my god.
0: And we're going. We're live. We're, do live. No, we'll
1: do it live. We'll do it live. Now the reason the reason I said Bobard's <laughs> Bill is because nobody knows who the fuck Tom Massey is. Yeah. So yeah. Wow. <sighs> Are we ready? I think so. All right. <laughs> You actually reminded me to look at the rubber decade. There you
0: go. It'll help both of us.
1: <laughs> it will. <laughs> mm-hmm. We good? Yeah. Hi, I'm Beth.
0: And I'm Stanie.
1: And you're listening to Mixed Politics.
0: I'm so happy I checked that right now. Me too. Is that how this is gonna go? <laughs> no, it's gonna be <laughs> go great. It's gonna be great. All right.
1: Wow. That from, would have been bad. From
0: the t- I know. What if we had like gotten through it and been like, "Did you record?" No. No. Fuck it. We got drunk anyways. Yes. Just, All right. Uh, wipe
1: your eyebrow because you got a little piece of buzz on there.
0: Oh, fuzz? Got it. You got it.
1: All right. All right. <laughs> Hi, I'm Beth.
0: And I'm Stanie. And
1: you're listening to Mixed Politics. Welcome to episode thirty-six. 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 Wow, it's awesome. What are
0: you drinking? I am drinking... Oh, that
1: looks too so fancy. It's,
0: it's Venezuelan rum. It's actually my favorite, Ooh. but it's a different... So my favorite is Diplomatico, the greenish bottle. Okay. But I saw this when I went to go buy that, and I was like, oh, this is awesome. And it says, okay. premium dark rum, ideal for mixing in cocktails while maintaining its complexity to drink neat. And so... Okay. This is not neat. It's
1: not neat. <laughs> it's on the rock.
0: On the fucking rock. Because I had it neat and I was like, this kind of has a little bit of a bite to it. So let me just cool it down a little bit. But um, okay. yeah, so that's what I'm having. It's not mixed. Sorry. Because I was going to mix it, but I was like, man, I don't have work tomorrow or the next day or the next day or half the next day. Fuck it. So what are Please you Please
1: drink- tell me you're going to make it through this episode. <laughs> going to be awesome. Okay.
0: So, what are you drinking tonight?
1: I'm drinking Pinot. Mine is also not mixed. So, and we didn't plan this. So, so we're we're cool. We're on the same page. Yeah. I just sometimes need to not make it too complex. Kind of wow. like this episode.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be friend fun. Friend fun. Friend. Yeah. So, what are we talking about tonight, Beth?
1: What's going on with the GOP Pledge and the abolishment of the Department of Education? That's a mouthful. I know. Wait, can we just say, what's going on with some GOP bullshit?
0: No, because then that would be the topic for a lot of episodes.
1: True. So what should we call this? No,
0: we should call it exactly what you said before. Okay. Um,
1: what's going on with the GOP Pledge and the abolishment of the Department of Education? Yes. That is a lot.
0: Yeah. My God!
1: But this this should be good. <laughs>
0: okay, this should be
1: good. So tell me, what's the GOP pledge?
0: All right. So um, it's it's getting about to be that time again when people are entering the presidential race. Um, it's
1: so early. I know. It's
0: so early. But it's awesome, and um, you know, it's when 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 that starts to happen and the field starts to populate. Mm-hmm. Then it's time for debates. One of the most fun and amazing American pastime of the past 20 years that I've been paying attention to it, really. Um, I heard that there were some amazing debates before, but not like. Yes,
1: there actually were. I've seen, I've gone all the way back to the Carter Reagan debates. Um, And I've seen, I actually have seen the Nixon Kennedy debates as well. I really enjoy presidential shit. Um, It's just kind of like, it's been my niche. Yeah. Thing since I was very young. So I like to watch debates. I like to kind of, and that's why I get a little bit pissed off with these newcomers to politics that yeah. think the election was stolen because ballots changed or the counts changed in the middle of the night. For those of us who have been involved in politics for 20 some years, we know that's normal. So it's kind of, yeah, you know when people look at the modern debates, they don't have the reference of Kennedy, Nixon, and all that kind of stuff. Which actually, Kennedy and Nixon was the first presidential. Yeah, I televised, that. So Yeah, yeah, I'm a fan of it.
0: The the other one, yeah, televised. The previous ones were on radio, and right. then there weren't much before, like yeah, like Lincoln didn't really debate anybody.
1: Well, not not for president, no.
0: Yeah, um, so I, <laughs> with this. The RNC, um, Republican National Convention, has a field of people who are planning to gain the nomination for whatever.
1: For whatever. (laughs)
0: For whatever. That's kind of what it feels like. Whatever the fuck y'all going to do. Whatever. Um, But obviously we know that Nikki Haley Uh is going to be throwing her hat in the fucking ring. Mm -hmm. Obviously... Uh, previous president, Donald J. Trump. The J is for, what a fucking joke. Um, We expect Ron DeSantis.
1: That's the
0: expectation. To throw his hat in the ring. Yep. Um, Somebody was saying today that there might be a Romney, Romney Ryan ticket.
1: Ooh. Spicy. I know, that's kind of
0: crazy. Um who else do we have so far? There, there's a bunch of younger, no names. There's a, a person called, I think, Noem or Neom. I don't remember if I'm saying it correctly. It's either N-E-O-M um, or N-E-O-M. It's a woman. It's a woman. Yeah.
1: Um, want to say Midwestern state.
0: Wisconsin. <coughs> Thank I you. Think. Yes. It's either Wisconsin or one of them M states. I
1: cannot remember her first name.
0: Me neither. I just heard about her today mm. when looking up information for this. Sweet, wonderful podcast that we do, <laughs> that we haven't done for a while. So sorry, yes. but we're here. Um, but yeah, so that's happening. And so yes. what the deal is, the the um, chair of the RNC, I believe her name is Ronna.
1: Ronna McDaniel. Mm-hmm. Ronna Romney McDaniel. What?
0: That's her middle name?
1: That's her maiden name.
0: Oh, oh, it's hyphenated, it's Romney McDaniel. No,
1: she goes by McDaniel, but...
0: Her oh. maiden name
1: is Romney, as in Mitt Romney. It's his niece. Oh, yes, that's cute. Yes,
0: I like that. Rana Romney.
1: McCann.
0: Rana. I th- I saw the name and I was like, man, that's kind of like they just didn't go with the Ronda, <laughs> right? And they were just like, you know, Rana. R O N N A. So she's the chair of the RNC, and she's like, you know, with her committee. I'm sure she didn't make this decision herself, but she's the one that's gonna get blamed for it. Mm-hmm. So just go, you and take the sure. blame. They have come up with a pledge that has to be signed Mm -hmm. by any person who is participating in these debates. Yep. Prior to getting put on the stage, you have to sign this pledge saying that regardless of who wins the debate or who loses the debate or whatever, once the RNC picks their... Nominee for the presidential, whatever. They you have to support that person, have to. And you will throw your support. You will throw your, um, what's the word? Endorsement. That's the word I'm looking so for. So it's
1: not just that you are okay with that person, but mm-hmm. you're you have actually to endorse them. them.
0: Like you have to go help. You know, stand up on the campaign stump. And say, yes, this is the greatest person whatever. And so I'm sure you who are listening to this or watching this can realize that there are a ton of problems with this. Actually, I mentioned this to my coworker today. Shout out to Chris. um, uh, While we were doing some rate testing on some technical shit, (laughs) my new fancy job. Um, And I was explaining to him, you know, that this is going on. And the first thing he said was, well, that's fucking un-American. Thank you. And I was just like, yes, that is. How can you decide that you are going to throw your weight behind some possibility and then you can't rescind that? Mm -hmm. That's very un-American. Like the American way is, hey, fuck that. Yeah. (laughs) That's literally the American way. I believe it is in the Bill of Rights and it is the First Amendment.
1: The First Amendment that you are, quote, I actually have the Constitution here.
0: Oh, that's you, awesome.
1: You are allowed to not support the GOP.
0: You're not al- you're allowed to not support whatever the fuck you don't want to support. Right. And you're also allowed to support right. whatever the fuck you want to support. And um, they they've decided that they're going to have it in writing to say that you must support whoever we choose if you are part of this organization and you are also... ...going to be debating. Now, this poses many problems. Like we said, the first one was that this is un-American. Un-American also will double as unconstitutional. Yes. So.
1: Absolutely. I want
0: to believe that's what Americans mean... When they say something is un-American. Yes, they mean that is what
1: they mean. All right.
0: We'll, yes. we'll, we'll go with that. It's unconstitutional.
1: Because you, America is kind of the same as the Constitution. We can't, I mean. Yeah, it's a marriage. We're taught that from kindergarten forward. Right. Preschool forward. Mm-hmm. That the Constitution is everything to us. The
0: Constitution is America.
1: It defines us.
0: So you can't say, hey man, you don't have the freedom of speech. Or, matter of fact. Isn't it also in the Constitution? No, it's not in the Constitution. It's yeah. literally Miranda rights that you have the right to remain silent. So if that you, is it, yes,
1: yeah, so it's, it's, it's part in the Bill of the Constitu- Bill of Rights, Bill of rights. Yes. yeah. Oh, it is Pleading the fifth. Yeah, uh, yes. Right, well, the fifth so amendment. Actually, I think that might be hang on. Where, I have it where, right in front of me. Where
0: you don't have to speak. So if the person I think it's fourth amendment is the fourth. So it might be where it's like, I don't want to support this person, so I just choose not to speak.
1: Right. So that would be fifth amendment to yeah to, for to um basically pleading the fifth means that you are remaining silent to avoid self-incrimination right
0: right or or self hypocrisy <laughs> which is the gop is known for um but if you decide so what if the person that you don't like automatically becomes the fucking nominee for the RNC. Right. Once you sign this document, you now have to campaign for them. You have to stump for them. You have to do commercials. You have to do whatever to support them, which brings me to the second point. Um, Donald J. Trump. <laughs> and for some reason, and I know you're going to hate me for this. America's going to hate me for this. I kind of like him today. Just one day, because allow me. A broken clock is right twice a day. Okay. Not not a wrong clock because the the wrong clock is just never right because it's always behind or forward. Can
1: I stop you for just one second? Sure. To go back to the prior point, you are correct. Miranda rights. Mm-hmm. So I, if we're having the discussion of Miranda rights versus Fifth Amendment right to remain silent. Yeah. Right to remain or sorry. Let me back up. <laughs> I might be drunk already. Um, if we're talking about the Miranda, <laughs> we're talking about the Miranda rights mm-hmm. versus pleading the Fifth. The yeah. Fifth is a Fifth Amendment. Right. Miranda rights is actually a Supreme Court decision. There we go. Which our current Supreme Court just recently overturned.
0: Oh, so you don't have the right to remain silent.
1: If you you still have the right <laughs> to remain silent, but if the police don't read you your Miranda rights, it's no longer a reason to throw out the case.
0: Oh. If like that
1: isn't some bullshit.
0: I guess we have another podcast topic.
1: Yeah. yeah. That's
0: awesome. So All right.
1: anyways, I'm sorry that I had to interrupt no, you, but I fine. wanted to correct the record.
0: I, I love the record. <laughs> so um, with Trump, when it came to his knowledge that he would have to support whoever is the nominee If it weren't him.
1: We're talking current Trump or twenty. No, no, we're talking current Trump. Current Trump, okay.
0: Which, I don't know if that's much different from any Trump. (laughs) He's always been that guy.
1: He's a different guy every
0: day. But also the same guy every day.
1: He's a narcissist, so he'll say whatever, do whatever (laughs) to make himself feel better. So he's a different guy every day.
0: So he said when the news came to him that he would have to support whoever the nominee was.
1: Oh, God, what did he say? He said,
0: and I quote... It depends on who it is. Hmm. Which, which that's the
1: right answer. Which,
0: which translates immediately to: if it ain't me, fuck them. <laughs> and I think if you were running for
1: president, you would do the same. If I, think, I were running I for president, I think anybody who's I would running for president,
0: if it ain't me, if it ain't me, fuck, fuck you. you. <laughs> I don't, I don't like you. The reason I debated you was to
1: beat you, not to support you. Right. I don't like the idea of being forced to endorse a person that I'm not, I'm not the kind of person who is walking Mm -hmm. around reading the constitution like it's the Bible. I do it for reasons of trying to have better debate. That being said, I think it's very important Mm -hmm. that the constitution gives us the freedom to To, not be forced to to say fuck no. Yeah. Yeah. We have the freedom of thought, freedom of speech against the government coming after us. And so, essentially, these are people who want to be the government. Yeah. Being forced. And then
0: Republicans fucking love the Constitution, want small right. government, whatever. But then they they formulate this document saying that we own your speech. Right. It's right. kind of it's hypocritical. And also yeah. counter your beliefs. Yeah. Which is par for the course. Par
1: for the course.
0: <laughs> but... So that's what Trump said. Trump said it depends on who it is, which started a, a, a shitstorm in the RMC because they're like, well, we're not putting anybody on the stage who doesn't sign this pledge. <laughs> and then it sounds like he's not going to sign this pledge. And then if he doesn't sign the pledge, that means he won't get to debate. Right. But they can't afford to not have him debate right. because they need his base.
1: Right. Without
0: his base, they cannot win Jack shit.
1: Exactly. So
0: it's kind of like and a, he'll
1: all, he'll just go to a, a competitor network, whoever's whoever's broadcasting the debate. Yeah, Trump will just go to a different. He will one. just he
0: will just go to Newsmax or yeah. o, OAN, OAN or whatever, and then just have like a speech. Yeah. And you know what's gonna happen? Everybody's gonna tune into that. No exactly. one's gonna tune into the debate because no exactly. one wants to hear fucking Nikki Haley debate Ron DeSantis. That's not Nobody entertaining. Wants to see that and shit. we know. America thrives on entertainment. Yes. Which is why he became president in the first fucking place. Amen. But here we are. So this is a debacle that they have to fucking overcome because the way it's sounding is like he's not signing the pledge, but they can't have a successful debate without their their fucking headliner, their Mm -hmm. top billing guy. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious to see how it works out. The the the, the 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 other people who are in the top of the RNC are mm. saying they're sure that he's gonna go ahead and sign. No because, because, he's not. because he wants to be on the debate stage. He likes the limelight. He likes the competition. He likes owning these people he likes, you know what was it? Lion Ted and fucking Yeah what, what do you call little, Jeb?
1: Little Marco and um something uh, Jeb. Uh, it's not sleepy. Um, a low energy
0: job Low energy, right So he won't, if, he, if he does go to this other network like you are saying yeah. Which is a possibility, I'm not Absolutely. saying it's not He won't have the opportunity to call these people these, these names And like make fun of them and like make a whole circus of it Without facing them So a lot of the RNC is thinking he will sign I honestly sit here and I can't say I, I, I don't know. I don't know because I'm not a narcissist and I'm not a psychiatrist and I don't understand how their minds work specifically. So I can't say he will sign to own people or he will be like, fuck that. I'm going to compete with another network. But I think this is very interesting. In the next few weeks, I want to see if he does sign because it, it's weird. If he does sign, it's like a sh- sign of weakness to his base.
1: No, I don't think so. I I, I don't think so. Okay. He could do whatever and they would love him. It's not a sign of weakness. That's true. Here's the thing. I am not a psychologist or a psychiatrist. I cannot diagnose people.
0: Yeah. Not off TV.
1: Right. (laughs) I know enough about narcissistic personality disorder to understand that if Trump is a narcissist, he is going to say whatever and do whatever to keep himself the center of attention. Fair enough. Which means, number one... I don't think he's going to sign that pledge.
0: But do you 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 think they will let him debate without signing the pledge? No,
1: no, but he doesn't have to. He will draw whatever attention away from them towards himself. It's it's about him. It's not about him having to stand on the same stage with those people to to crucify them or whatever. He can do that through his Truth Social. He can do that on Twitter. He can do that on Facebook. I haven't been on that yet. He can do that through social media and through his rallies. He she would hold said. a rally at the same time as the presidential debates so that he could say th- slanderous things about yeah. them. He could criticize them, give them names while you, the debate's you going know, on. It you know, doesn't have to be If on the they same were stage.
0: smart and techie enough, they would do exactly what you're saying, mm-hmm. but then have like a live feed of the debate and have and, and he's just like rebutting yes. like everything that he's just like, ha ha, look at this stupid chick, you know, whatever. There, you should
1: be working for the Trump campaign. That's I, a winning strategy I, right hey, there. you know That's what? That's what his base
0: likes. You know what? So. I think I make more money in my current job than they would pay me.
1: Yes. So about him signing the <laughs> pledge being a... Assigned- <laughs> About him, <laughs> right? about him signing the pledge and looking weak mm-hmm. to his supporters. No, that's not true. I think you want to slide over a little bit. Oh, I'm in. Mean, yeah. All right. Um, I don't think that that is going to be something that's a sign of weakness because what I've observed of the Trump supporting base, yeah. his core base, is whatever he does is like fourth dimensional chess. Everything he does. Oh,
0: oh, I thought it was 5D chess. Oh, is it
1: up to 5D now? Because it was 3D (laughs) chess first, then it was 4D. 5D chess. Okay, so everything he does is 5D chess. So we as rational people can see that as a sign of weakness, that he feels like he has to compromise his integrity in order to become part of the debate. Yeah. If he were to sign that, they would think, oh, he's got something up his sleeve. Oh, that's what they're
0: there's no losing from the base. He
1: is a personality. It's a cult of personality.
0: That's really fucking ridiculous. It
1: it is. But that's kind of how the mind Mm -hmm. of a person like Donald Trump works is it's whatever is expedient for him to remain on top. Right. It, and that's why his opinion about things change back and forth all the time. He was the one who nominated people to the Supreme Court whose intent was to overturn Roe v. Wade. Once that happened, he criticized the GOP for going overboard in trying to overturn the well, state's laws with the trigger laws and losing a lot of ground in the midterms. Well, mm-hmm. he was the one who did that, but he's pointing the finger at other people.
0: Doesn't, because the blame is never his. It's,
1: it, he doesn't want the blame. He, he's not capable. If, again, because, I'm because, not diagnosing. Because,
0: because, because a narcissistic person is not accountable. Yes. And cannot be held accountable.
1: I do want to say again, not diagnosing people here. My disclaimer is if it is true that he has narcissistic personality disorder, yeah. based on what I know about it, it is exactly what, what we're talking about here. Ooh. Is that he will say, do whatever... To win. With whomever, about whomever, in order to keep himself on top. Because yeah. the, the brain of a person like that, with that kind of disorder, mm-hmm. essentially doesn't have that his brain is not wired or that person's brain is not wired to be able to feel the rational emotions that happen with losing or uh, being criticized. Yeah. It's a defense mechanism, essentially. Okay.
0: Always, always on the defense, but always winning at the same time.
1: Well, it's, they can't admit felt because that would mean they'd have to feel something. So they just have to blame other people mm. so that they never have to feel the emotions of loss. So.
0: All right. So with that, there's a, there's a flip side to the coin.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's wonderful. Okay. Because you have other people who are in the debate field. Like I said, I think right now there's probably six or seven that we could name. Yes. Um, you know, DeSantis, Nikki Haley, et cetera, et, cetera, et cetera.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And a lot of them are saying that they also don't want to sign the pledge.
1: Okay, good for them.
0: But for a very specific and good reason. Okay. And I thought when I was reading about this, and I don't want to use it to fucking doing my research because I really wasn't doing research. I was just reading very. Master. I was reading various articles. It wasn't research. <laughs> and they also don't want to sign the pledge, right? Okay. So I, you know what? I think the RNC might have to backtrack on this pledge shit and just like that's let most, people fucking debate.
1: That's the most likely outcome.
0: I think that's probably what's gonna happen. I think. So, uh, you know what? And we have a track record on this fucking show of being right as fuck. So. <laughs> The RNC, let's just declare it right now. The RNC might backtrack from this pledge mm-hmm. and just cancel the whole thing and yeah. let whoever wants to debate, debate.
1: Yeah.
0: And just move forward. Yes. Because I don't think it's in their best interest to try to be this, this un-American written document no. fuckery. No, Because there's a a person, I don't know if he's a previous senator or whatever, but one specific guy from Texas. What's his
1: name?
0: Don't remember. Okay too drunk. Don't care. But he's from Texas and he's okay. Republican, so I also further don't care.
1: Okay.
0: He said on the record that he does not want to support whoever wins a nomination should it be Donald Trump because Donald Trump perpetrated and led the insurrection in January six, and he can't be an American, and support a person who does that. Now, regardless of whether you're left or right or Republican or Democrat or whatever, how can you argue with that?
1: I can't. Uh, I can't. I argue. Was, when I read it. I was.
0: I, I I probably should do better, and I'm sorry for my listeners and viewers. And I probably should do better, and I've known his name or whatever, but I honestly don't. Send, know,
1: send me the name. I'll put it on the screen.
0: Don't care, but. He was... I
1: care. No,
0: no, but it, no, it's it's a real thing. I'll send it to you. Please. But he was just like, yeah. He His argument was like, what if it is Donald Trump? Mm-hmm. That's the guy who had people going into the Capitol. I can't argue with that. You know, a couple people got killed, and then Capitol Police got killed afterwards, and then senators had to be going into hiding or whatever. Yeah. How can I sit here and justify... Supporting that person who led the insurrection of January 6th that's gonna be in the history books forever. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be on record as supporting that person. Right. And when I read that, I was just like, ooh. Yeah.
1: Motherfucker
0: got some stones. I agree. I agree 100 so, percent So there
1: so
0: so there's the there's the argument of it not being American and unconstitutional. But then there's also the argument of if it is Donald Trump, I don't want to support this person. And then that's going to that's going to speak to the, the, the more moderate conservatives, not like the QAnon mm-hmm. far right mm-hmm. weirdos, you know, where it's like, you know, I'm standing up for what is right. Whether I'm Republican or Democrat or whatever, this person led an insurrection against our elected officials and against our Constitution, against our country. And how can you want me to sign this document saying that I will support whoever it is if it then turns out to be him? I can't go back home. I think it was, he expounded on it. I'll find the article for you. Please do. He expounded on it saying like, you know, pretty much like, how can I go back home to my family saying that I signed this document saying that I'm going to support this person and they've known that I've been against the insurrection this whole time? Are
1: you sure it wasn't Mitt Romney? It wasn't
0: Mitt Romney. Okay. Because if say. it was Mitt Romney, I would know yeah. and I would know it's Utah and I would... And I, I'm a, <laughs> Listen, if there's any GOP that I would vote for, it would be Mitt Romney.
1: Agreed. Agreed. So I'm going to give credit where credit is due. Yeah. That I think Donald Trump is very smart. I'm going to
0: look it up right now. Please. Fuck it.
1: I want to give credit where credit is due. When Donald Mm -hmm. Trump is right, he's right. And I'm going to tell you Donald Trump is right to say that signing this pledge is a bad idea. For all the reasons that we've named so far. Yeah. I'm going to go a little deeper into the GOP mindset here. Because they do support the Constitution. They talk incessantly about the Constitution. And... They also talk a lot about capitalism. And I see this as a very anti-capitalistic mindset. It is. To pledge loyalty to something. So the GOP has really been kind of capitalism uber alles type of thing for at least the last 40 years, really for our entire, the time that our country has been around, almost 250 years. Specifically in this generation, um, Our generation and older, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: it's been a very pro-capitalist mentality, which is there's an invisible hand in the market, but we as individuals have the right and the freedom of choice to use our dollar and our voice or whatever to go against what the market says. The market being what's most popular, essentially. Um, There's that equilibrium between supply and demand. So wherever that rests is really what people generally think is the right thing or it's kind of where things land. So if we're thinking of this as the market, then if the market lands on Donald Trump, then we have the right as individuals to say, no, I don't Mm. care what the market says. I'm going to go over here with what my gut says. I'm going to spend my voice this way. So to have to give a pledge to say that you need to go for the most popular, Mm. that's very anti-capitalistic and also very anti-republic. Yeah. A republic being we need to give voice to the minority. So what better way to give voice to the minority than to actually use your voice to speak against the majority? I find this to be antithetical to everything the GOP stands for. So I just, I don't understand why they would be in favor of this. Two things. Yes.
0: Where is your bottle of wine?
1: I was wondering the same thing. The fuck? Oh, it's in the fridge.
0: Oh, it's being chilled?
1: Yes.
0: So you can't refill? I mean, I guess you can. Why are you we so don't obsessed
1: me- with how much I drink?
0: No, it, I'm not obsessed with it. I just realized that the second thing, there's lipstick on your glass, which is like super cute. But <laughs> I was like, I wanted cheers with you so that.
1: Oh.
0: But. But I was just like, what if you finish? Where's the wine?
1: Well, I'm going to pause
0: go, right now. Go get it. I'm going to go get it. It's re- fine. Because
1: this is my second glass. so yeah. re-
0: I need to be very careful about Hey, guys. It's my show. I own this shit. <laughs> it's just me. I'm joking. <laughs> there it is. Don't no, listen
1: to a word he says. Not at all.
0: All right. So, back to the matter at hand. Found out. Or, you know, re-found yes, out. so
1: who was It this was...
0: Person? I don't know how to pronounce this person's name. Let
1: me see. Asa Hutchinson.
0: Is, you've, you went with Asa? Asa,
1: yeah. I don't know why I was going with Asa. It's because I know politics. Asa <laughs>
0: Hutchinson. Asa Hutchinson. Huss- huh. Asa Hutchinson, the former Arkansas governor... Yes. ...who is considering running for the Republican nomination for president... ...has criticized the loyalty pledge. Hutchinson has said... Trump shouldn't be allowed to run for president because his supporters attacked the U.S. Capitol on the 6th of January 2021 after he urged them to fight like hell. For, and, and I quote this person. For leaders such as myself who believe Donald Trump is not the right direction for the country, that would certainly make it a problem for me to give an across-the-board inclusion pledge, Hutchinson told The Washington Post. Earlier this month. This okay. is from the Washington Post. Like so, it. yeah. I, I I wasn't just making this up. That's I read good. this. I just couldn't remember earlier. But, yeah. So, Asa. That yes. Is, okay. Asa
1: Hutchinson. Right.
0: So, former governor of Arkansas All was right. just like, fuck this pledge. Because if the person y'all choose is the insurrectionist leader, I'm not going to be for it.
1: I'll be honest. A lot of people. Who- it wasn't just her.
0: If I continue him. this. Him. Her. Him. 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 Her him. him, person
1: person.
0: If y'all cancel me, fuck y'all. <laughs> <laughs> um, McDaniel,
1: uh, Rana Rana McDaniel.
0: addressed Hutchison criticism by saying, "I think you're su- I think you support the voters." Oh yeah, I wasn't gonna get into this, but now I have to. Okay. So, Rana was saying that. We are beholden to the voters. Mm-hmm. So if the voters who decide who is the nominee says we choose this person, then as Republicans, we should support this person wholeheartedly. So it's it's a fucking conundrum, which... I think is awesome but also hilarious because this splits the party. Of course it does. Again, not this ain't the first thing that splits the party. No. The insurrection splits the party.
1: Yeah, I was just going to say that because a <laughs> lot of the people that support Donald Trump don't think he's to blame for January. 6th. Right.
0: So the insurrection splits the party yes. and now this pledge splits the party.
1: This is fun. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> this is when politics actually gets to be fun when it's unpredictable. But still controllable. Yeah. So it, I, I want to explain that. It's unpredictable in the sense that voters aren't sure what they're going to support, who they're going to support, what they're going to do. Yeah. But the system itself is still predictable. So, yeah.
0: You know what I'm curious about? What? Ron DeSantis has been... Silent. Silent on this whole pledge thing, whatever. Because he, he fucking knows he's going to pledge.
1: He's on a book tour right now. so he Oh, doesn't yeah. Care. Oh,
0: yeah. And just as a side right. note, apparently the book that he wrote... Does not include his relationships, uh, politics, the feud with Donald Trump, whatever. So I'm thinking it's a really bland book. It's a yeah, really, I was gonna say. It's what's a really in it? spiceless book. It's a really boiled chicken breast boiled book.
1: Chicken? Yes, <laughs> it is. What's in it? I was
0: reading about that, and I was just like, "What the fuck is in this book? If you ain't talking about the juicy shit, my guy."
1: He really thinks more highly of himself than he should have. No,
0: I think he's really politically savvy because he's not putting any he's not putting anything in the book that would like cause him any blowback going into this election season because a lot of people would jump on shit. But he's also still selling the book, making a lot of money because you have to read the book to find out what's in it. And if you read the book, you probably bought the book. Yeah, America. I
1: disagree uh, my friend America wanna... is such
0: an awesome place
1: I disagree my friend if he were politically savvy he wouldn't be writing a book right now he because...
0: wouldn't be writing a book in election season
1: right because the Republican Party has spent the last how many years criticizing Obama and anybody else who wrote a book because that's what elites do
0: because book writing and reading is for the educated the elites who,
1: yes the people who make all their money from selling books including Hunter Biden selling paintings.
0: Hunter Biden selling paintings?
1: Mm-hmm. And they criticize that. So if Ron DeSantis were actually politically savvy, he wouldn't have written a book.
0: Hunter Biden paints? Yeah. I mean, I guess that shouldn't be shocking because fucking, um, what's that fucking guy with the Trayvon Martin? I can't even remember his name. And George that's so- Zimmerman. Zimmerman paints. So if Zimmerman paints and Hunter Biden paints, Maybe I should fucking paint. <laughs> I I'm not
1: going to keep my mouth shut.
0: I wouldn't sell anything, though, because nobody wants my nobody wants Nobody can payments. top
1: Bob Ross, and that's all I'm going to say. All right.
0: Yeah. So that's where we're at with the pledge, and we're going to be watching this pledge we're definitely gonna be watching this pledge to see who actually signs the pledge. Right. We're definitely gonna be watching this pledge to see if, if the it. pledge is a thing right. at all. Um, and if I'm, no matter which way it goes, it's gonna be hilarious and very entertaining. And yes. I'm such a fan yes. of what they're doing because I don't know, I don't know if they had like a council or a meeting or whatever to talk about this pledge, this RNC. Loyalty pledge—it's called actually called a loyalty pledge. Right. Yeah, and um, to see how it works out. In whatever way, because right. if it if it does work out where people are signing the pledge, it's gonna be hilarious. Mm-hmm. If they have to do away with the pledge, it's gonna be fucking hilarious. And I am so on it.
1: One last thing I have to say about it. Yeah. This is extortion. Who? It is extortion. The definition. The Webster's Dictionary definition is... That's, that's,
0: that's an the allegation.
1: Pra- the practice of obtaining something, especially money, through force or threats, in order to be part of the Republican Party, and yeah. to get on the stage, you you are you actually to, receiving money from the Republican Party in yeah. order to get that far to get on the stage. So in order to get the, the money from the Republican Party, you have to be forced... To
0: sign a loyalty pledge. It's extortion. Now, wait. Oh, that's so awesome. Can you imagine someone extorting Donald Trump? Um, (laughs) God, this is so much better than I thought. Like, looking at it on the surface, it looked like a really boring topic. Right. But, like, getting into it is just, like... He's going to extort, like, the next Don after John Gotti?
1: That's why I think he's not going to sign it. He's not dumb enough to sign it. He's going to take his own path like he always has. This is going to be
0: amazing. When are we going to... When is the debate? Oh, I have no
1: idea. The funny thing to me is the GOP had said previously they weren't going to participate in any debates with Democrats because they just... Don't think that I don't know. They don't want to participate. So I didn't know they were going to have their own debates amongst each other. So that's news to me. Oh man,
0: I I love the RNC debates previously when fucking lying Ted and fucking. I
1: hate that shit because that's not, a, that's not a debate. It's not. It's, it's a reality. It's a show.
0: mockery, and like Donald Trump is really good at that.
1: Yeah, he is. It's yeah. A, it yeah. It's not a debate.
0: Oh my um, god.
1: We have a, sec- a second topic
0: yes, to talk don't. about
1: tonight. And so this is H.R. Uh, House Bill, H.R. 899 was introduced. I'm going to let Staney kick it off to talk about what that bill was. Okay. <laughs> it was introduced by Representative Tom Massey. I can kick it off that way. He's it was. from Kentucky.
0: He was. And he's definitely from Kentucky. Definitely I do know that. He's definitely
1: from Kentucky. He's, his name's Tom <laughs> Tom Massey. Tom
0: Thomas Massey. Massey. M A S S I E. Correct. And the bill, y'all y'all can look this up. The bill is. I'm going
1: to link it. Don't worry. The, the bill
0: link is it. one sentence. And it was so bizarre that I thought when we were planning this episode that it was a different bill from the one you wanted to talk about with Marjorie. No, sorry. With Lauren Boebert. No. Lauren Bobert, Marjorie Taylor Greene, same person. Oh, okay. yeah. Whatever. Two
1: sides of the same coin.
0: But yeah, I know. So I thought I was going to be talking about something like new and special and original. But no, it's actually the same bill that Lauren Bobert co-sponsored. Yes. Okay. So Tom Massey wrote this bill. And he wrote one sentence. It was, we need to abolish
1: oh, the... I, I have the sentence if you need it.
0: Go. I'd like the Department to of
1: Education will be abolished as of December 31st, 2023.
0: A moment of silence for the fuckery. Because.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. It's shall terminate.
0: Shall terminate.
1: Shall terminate.
0: We are going to terminate the Department of Education. By the way, the Department of Education is a multi-billion dollar funded um arm or wing or organization section section
1: section of the government of the the executive branch Mm -hmm. yeah
0: and this guy is just like you know what fuck it because these people are the type of people who ban books and they don't want teachers paid and they call people who are educated groomers all but also educated elites
1: Elites, yes. And
0: you know they're just a for they just not for people being educated more than they you know common sense right which really isn't common right so I couldn't believe it the bill is one sentence now I didn't look this up but has there been other one sentence bills
1: I don't know I,
0: I think we, we should we should
1: I'm gonna look it up and I will. Put a yes or no on the screen.
0: Yeah, because that's bizarre. A one-sentence bill. Usually bills are multiple pages and Mm -hmm. sections and appendices and all kinds of craziness. But this bill is one sentence that we should... The Department of Education could go, fuck off. Why? Bethel is going to tell you because...
1: There's so many things I can say about this. I will start by talking about the tweet that Tom Massey sent out. What do you want to mm-hmm. link? Thank you for the introduction to that. That was very yeah. good. Yeah,
0: I do want to say though that the funny thing is he. I don't know what Bobert said because I didn't care to look her up, but he said the reason for his bill is that it didn't, the Department of Education's budget didn't provide provisions for student loans and. De- student loan debt, etc., etc, which, on the surface, might sound fanciful. I think that's the best word. fanciful. but it ain't true.
1: So tell me that you're going to solve a problem by doing something completely unrelated to the problem itself.
0: Oh here, but this is United States Congress.
1: So I'm going to start by saying the tweet, and I'm going to put it on the screen here because I've already seen it. The tweet that Tom Massey sent out says his introduction of the bill, and then making reference to how the Department of Education's existence is not constitutional. So I'm going to really question the level of education that Tom Massey himself has. Oh, my God. I shouldn't say Tom. I don't know if he goes by Tom. We'll say Representative Massey. Yeah. Excuse me if I have called him by something he doesn't prefer to be. Um, Congress actually passed. The current structure of the Department of Education was passed by Congress in 1979. So if you believe that Congress passing a bill means that it's unconstitutional... I need to refer you to Article 1, Section 7 of the Constitution, which outlines how Congress passes a law. Maybe you want to look it up. Maybe you don't want to be part of Congress if you don't know that when you sign or when you actually write a bill. Yeah. And it passes through both chambers. And it is on the desk of the president. Is either signed or sits there for 10 days and it's not signed yeah. either of those ways. It becomes a law. That is what the Constitution allows.
0: Can I sidebar for a minute? Sure. Just a small tangent. There is a video of Marjorie Taylor Greene. And I know we're not talking about her, but we should talk about her. Okay. This week, talking about how difficult and how hard oh. the job of being a congressman is where she has to be in Washington all the time and she has to be in all these meetings and all these hearings and all these committees and whatever and she can't be home to like talk <laughs> to her constituents and the people on the, on the ground. So and ground. And like, I was like, bitch, didn't you fucking campaign and like win the election to have this job? You didn't look up the job description before you wanted this job? We hear a lot
1: how nobody wants to work today. I don't want to hear any more of that shit
0: from the JLT. She don't want to fucking work because she apparently thinks being a congressman is too difficult. Now, let me tell you something. I would love to be a congressman. And motherfuckers ride around in limousines and Lincoln Town Cars all the time. Yeah. You fucking... In skiffs, having meetings and, like, getting access to classified documents and, like, because you have access to classified documents, you know which way the stock market is going to trend before it even trends because you're about to pass a bill and I can fucking put a fuck ton of money in this stock because I know it's going to fucking either crash, so that's either a put option or it's going to go fucking through the roof and that's a fucking... You know,
1: it's yeah. goddamn
0: ridiculous. Yeah. But apparently it's too much for her.
1: Well, so the next time that she wants to complain about not seeing her family and working for 365 days a year or close to it, being not- paid $174,000 a year. Talk to the person who who works a job, of you know, that's some kind of a job that is 12 hours a day. 16 hours a day, doesn't get to see their kids a lot. I, didn't,
0: I haven't seen, what is today, Wednesday? Mm-hmm.
1: I haven't seen kids since Monday. So, MTG, I have no sympathy. Anyways, let's go back. <laughs> let's go back. All right. Let's talk about the history of the Department of Education. Because yeah. if, Tom, if Thomas Massey is going to say that the, that this is not constitutional, that the department even exists, I've already debunked that. Because Congress passed a law in 1979. I'm going to refer us back to the Supreme Court in the Dobbs case that overturned Roe v. Wade and Casey versus Planned Parenthood, where they said that things need to be deeply rooted in our history. I'm going to fucking turn us back to that as often as I can.
0: I'm a fan. Because
1: do you know what's deeply rooted in America's history? The Department of Education. Yes. It was founded in 1867.
0: 18. We're in the 2000s right now. So that's 200 years ago. It uh, was not, not completely, but 100 and a lot.
1: Very, cl- very close to 250 years. <sighs> it was originally created in 1867 under a Republican administration, Andrew Johnson, as the Office of Education that was within the Department of Interior. Then they didn't have a secretary... They had a commissioner. So there was a commissioner. It wasn't necessarily cabinet position, but this was the Department of Education Mm. at the time. Its purpose was to provide educational information to the state and local authorities like statistics, articles, pamphlets, reports, and books. Schools had a way to know what other schools were doing across the country so that they could understand, hey, if they're teaching that over there in Indiana... I want to teach that over here in Kentucky. The Office of Education was how that information got circulated. So in 1869, it was renamed to the Bureau of Education. Then in 1923, President Warren G. Harding proposed...
0: Wait, I'm sorry, say that name again?
1: What, President Warren G. Harding? (laughs) What? Do you think that's funny?
0: Yeah, because he's about to regulate. Mission trying to find Mr. Warren G. I, 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 come on. I, there's no way I could pass I've that up. I've never made that
1: connection before. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's, that's pretty good. Name so,
0: dog and Warren G about to regulate. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Yes.
1: Warren. I gotta
0: look that up because that okay. might be where his name came from. No
1: what? I don't know. No, his
0: name is not really Warren G. Yes. I, he might have yeah.
1: So Harding proposed a creation of the Department of Education and Welfare. Yeah. Those two together, and a joint committee of a committee that was looking at reorganization of the executive branch proposed something very similar to that. So this was in the 1920s, the booming, the roaring 20s. Congress approved that idea about moving education into a Department of Social Welfare, but it never happened because there was a bill in 1939 that basically ceased all changes in the executive branch Mm. because things were chaotic in the Great Depression. So then enter FDR, he makes some changes, the New Deal comes through. So, I mean, FDR started his presidency in 1934, I believe. 33, 34, 34, no, 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 32, 33. He started in 33. But by 1939... There was a cease on making all these changes. But with the New Deal programs, he moved education over to what's called the Federal Security Agency. Mm -hmm. And it stayed there until the 1950s. Do you see why it's deeply rooted in our history? Yeah. I'm going to keep going. In 1953, Truman was transitioning his presidency over to Dwight Eisenhower, yet another Republican.
0: Dwight E. Eisenhower.
1: Eisenhower and Truman kind of coordinated this a little bit. It was basically an understanding that Truman, even though his presidency was ending and Eisenhower's was beginning, Eisenhower was honoring this, that he's like, hey, I'm going to do this. He coordinated the move of the Department of Education into a new Department of Health, Education, and Welfare.
0: Okay. Oh, yeah, I do remember that. Yes. Yeah.
1: So it stayed that way until 1979 when the House and the Senate passed a bill called the Department of Education Act. And that was to move the Department of Education into its own entity. So it was completely separate. Yeah. And then the other two that was remaining, so they had prior to that health, education, and welfare, mm-hmm. health and welfare, now became Department of Health and Human Services, which we have today.
0: Yeah, that's correct. It's
1: important to know history. It's important to have an education. Do you see where I'm going with this? I feel you. Eighteen. 18- 1967 and 1979 were both passed by Congress. So it's important to note that because Thomas Massey tries to make you think it's unconstitutional because the GOP loves to have this whole, like, bureaucracy is bad. But Congress passed these as actual bills through both chambers, House and Senate, went to the president's desk, signed. That is constitutional. That's how the Constitution works. Works. So let's review the language of these bills. I think this is critical to understand why these bills were passed. In 1867, the 39th Congress, it says, quote, this was created for the purpose of collecting such statistics and facts and shall aid the people of the United States in the establishment and maintenance of efficient school systems and otherwise promote the cause of education throughout the country. That's why the Department of Education was created. More efficient school systems.
0: Efficient.
1: That was a Republican, by the way. Another Republican, Eisenhower, 1953. Quote, The purpose of this plan is to improve the administration of vital health, education, and social security functions now being carried on in the federal security agency by giving them departmental rank. Such action is demanded by the importance and magnitude of these functions, education, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: which affect the well-being of millions of our citizens. And then the bill in 1979.
0: I kind of want to be, like, born in this fucking era where they gave a fuck about, like, education and, like, because now I don't know. I really don't understand. Like, like I understand that the war against Christmas is fake and the war against fucking stupid shit. But, like, we are currently in the war against, like, education, Mm -hmm. the war against information, the war against intelligence.
1: Yes. And I will tell you why. I'm getting there. I'm leading up to it. Let's read the bill in 1979. And by the way, all of these I'm putting up on the screen because that's what Mm. we do here. We give facts. We give sources. We let you see it for yourselves.
0: Which is why we don't have 5 billion followers. (laughs)
1: Right. Because
0: we post facts.
1: So the bill in 1979, line one. Line
0: one. Mm.
1: Quote, Education is fundamental to the development of individual citizens and the progress of the nation. Mm-hmm. Line two There is a continuing need to ensure equal access for all Americans to educational opportunities of high quality, and such educational opportunities should not be denied because of race, creed, color, national origin, or sex. Line three. And this is this is where I'm going. To your point about how there's this anti-intellectual movement. No. I'm going to segue for just a moment to really highlight that I think that there's this misunderstanding, this notion nowadays that mm-hmm. kids only get education at school. That's false. Kids get education everywhere. And I think that line three of the 1979 bill, which created the Department of Education as its own entity that we know today, is what all parents need to understand, especially the ones who are supporting the notion of repealing the department and abolishing the Department of Education. As recently as 1979, quote, parents have the primary responsibility for the education of their children.
0: Accountability? And st- for parents?
1: Parents have the primary responsibility for the education of their children. And states, localities, and private institutions have the primary responsibility for supporting that parental role.
0: Supporting.
1: Supporting. So lines one through three that I just read are so fucking important that they are the first three lines in that bill. So parents are the primary educators.
0: But it's weird. Like, you kind of don't want your parents to be the primary educators if your parents are dumb as fuck. Hold on. Like, if your parents are QAnon supporters and they believe, like, Democrats eat babies and there's Jewish space lasers and, like, they're, like, reptilian people in Congress and whatever, you kind of probably don't want those people to educate your children.
1: Here's the thing, though. That touches on an, a thing that really grinds my gears, mm. really grinds my gears about how people see information. The purpose of education is to teach you not that you should believe everything that you see or read, Yeah. but that you would just understand information is just information. So the founding fathers knew about this, wrote about this, and preached that critical thought is necessary for our country to survive. Information is not supposed to be accepted as fact.
0: Just so, because just because it's information, it right. came from somewhere else. Just
1: because you're presented with something doesn't mean you're actually being asked to believe it. So that's the the difference and that's the disconnect between parents and schools right now, parents hmm. and the Department of Education. The Department of Education understands and knows and is following what the founding fathers of this country knew. Mm -hmm. And that is that you present information to allow people, whether they be adults or children, allow people to critically think about it. Yeah. And parents should understand that they have the authority at home. They can teach their children what they want to, but they also have to admit and acknowledge that there are other influences in their children's lives. So if they're gonna abolish the Department of Education, what the fuck are you gonna do when your child steps out your door and listens to your neighbor talking about something that you disagree with? You gonna ban your fucking neighbor too? Information comes at you, but you don't have to accept it as fact. And that's what the Department of Education is operating under, mm-hmm. is we present information, we're not asking you to absorb it as fact, because you know what that is? Asking somebody to absorb information, all information as fact, is called indoctrination. So the fact that some parents are asking to abolish the Department of Education merely because schools are presenting information to their children that they disagree with, asking to ban the information they disagree with is, in fact, indoctrination.
0: It And let me tell you something from personal experience. Uh-huh. I am so happy that there were educational institutions that presented information that were different from the information that I got from my parents.
1: Mm -hmm. Yes. Because
0: I honestly do believe that I would not be as smart as I think I am. Mm -hmm. Because if I were just going on what my parents told me and I think my parents did the best job that they think they could do sure. um, in terms of, like, imparting information and whatever. Sure. But they're limited to their experience, yes. their biases, their yes. whatever. And I, w- I was thankful that I was able to challenge that. Yes. Where I was, you know, even today I have conversations with my dad or my my mom more so my dad because my mom's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I love her to death, but she's ridiculous. But I have conversations with my dad, and you know I will present something and like I can, I can actually see the gears turning in his head or right. hear them, and I and he's just like, hmm. That damn boy's smart as fuck, mm-hmm. and I'm like, yes, yes I am yes. because I thought about something different. Yes. Than what you are saying. Yes. And I want to challenge what you are saying. Yes. And if you think what you're saying is superior to what I am postulating, then you need to support it. You need to back it up with evidence. You need to make your thought process substantial Mm -hmm. to where I'm like, hmm, that's actually a viable thought process. And so, you know, it's 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 enjoyable for me to have these debates with my father uh, about whether it's religion or politics or, mm-hmm. you know, geopolitical shit or whatever. Yes. And, you know, sometimes he's right. You know, credit to him. He's had more experience than I have had. Or credit to me where I'm just like and where he's just like, hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I love that. When we're on the phone and there's this like this pause and there's there's this silence and he's like, and I was like, yeah, gotcha. Yes. Yeah. you You didn't think about that before you made this phone call, did you? Right? Right. Yeah. And like, and I think, I think that people who want to educate themselves, who want to be more intelligent, we want, want to be smarter, would want that kind of battle, would want that kind yes. of education. But like just accepting anything that some person previously throws at you, you know, whether it's religion or politics or geopolitics or civics or whatever, yes. it's kind of weird to me, especially in it this is. rapidly changing world where... A lot of the things that we believed five years ago, ten years ago, no longer is a belief because of the information or the technology has changed and we have to just change with it. Mm -hmm. It's really weird to see that people want to abolish the Department of Education for educating.
1: Exactly. Educating is their job. And really, it's a coordination. Yeah. So the Department of Education is not trying to impose beliefs on your children it's a matter of trying to coordinate information amongst the different states states are still in control of the curriculum yeah the department of education isn't encroaching upon that but they're attempting to standardize things and i don't mean to to I, i'm sure it looks like i'm not paying attention to what you're saying no i, I got definitely you. Am, because what you said actually made me think of adam grant And I was looking for a screenshot that I took, and I can't seem to find it. But I'm going to put it up on the screen. And it's because he said something that was so, it resonated so much with me Mm. about when you hear somebody who gives you information that conflicts with your thoughts, the greatest compliment is not to hear from somebody that, um, well, I can't remember how it goes, but essentially the greatest compliment is that you made somebody think. Yeah. Yeah. That is a huge compliment. And that's what your dad was going through is basically like, huh, that made me
0: think? I, we, we definitely don't have enough time for this, for going right. through the conversation of what I made him think about, but yeah. maybe for Patreon, <laughs> yeah. I don't know.
1: Yeah, it just, I definitely want to to really just drive home the point that parents have to understand, especially as it relates to the Department of Education's creation mm-hmm. as in its current form in 1979, even though the roots go back to 1867. Its current formation as its own entity in in the executive branch. Yeah. The intent of it was that parents are the primary educators of a child. And that is your responsibility. Mm-hmm. I think that our current climate just sort of assumes that schools are the only place that a a child is educated. Therefore, if the school is teaching them what I don't want them to be learning, that I have to abolish what the school is teaching. When in fact, it is incumbent upon you as a parent to be the primary educator because you have your child the majority of the Mm -hmm. day. If you disagree with what the school is teaching your child, all you got to do is have a conversation with your child to say, I know that you heard some information. We believe something different. Let's have a conversation about it. So if you think that the, the way to shelter your child from getting information is to ban everything around them, you, in fact, are the one indoctrinating your children. It's a better approach to understand that information is just information. You don't have to accept it as yeah. truth. It is your responsibility as an informed citizen to actually understand what you're reading and seeing.
0: Can I tell you what it was like for me at 10 years old to face the reality that wrestling is fake? Yes. (laughs) That's a great example. God. Because I was such a huge fan of Hulk Hogan,
1: (laughs) fucking
0: um, Brutus the Barber Beefcake. The fucking ultimate warrior and macho man, Randy Savage. And then, like, I was maybe 10 years old Uh and going up against a 14, 15 year old. And he was like, you know, that's fake, right? And then, like, he pointed out facts like that it was fake. And I remember I remember exactly where I was Mm -hmm. at my age or whatever. And I was just like, oh, holy shit. This yeah. shit is fake.
1: Right. God damn it. That's because nobody taught you at that age. It's oh. just because you see something doesn't mean it's true. But we would all be better off to understand that information isn't truth, it is just information. Information
0: is how you, you have to process think, it and think how critically. You, yeah. And I
1: will say one more thing. This is our parting thoughts. Bow of the fifth column. Always seems to have a very eloquent way of explaining that's my things. my guy. I know that's he my guy to too. He needs to come
0: on this fucking show. That's we didn't to talk to that guy. On our show. Yeah.
1: He recently did a video about this sort of topic, not specifically the Department of Education, but education and how parents are trying to ban books and everything. Mm-hmm. He really focused on the argument of kids should be learning reading, writing, and arithmetic. Because they're trying, they, some parents are trying to ban yeah. any discussion of gender identity pronouns. Even though they're learning he, she, him, her, we don't want to learn the other situations that are not heteronormative, whatever. So, in the construct of that, parents who say they should be reading writing and arithmetic only in schools and he was basically like way to sell your kid out for the bare minimum yeah you are really subscribing your children to a life of being a worker bee as a parent you should want your child to have more you should want your child to be exposed to more and then have the critical thinking skills to be able to determine for themselves what they believe based on all of the different information that's come in. So Mm -hmm. an example would be for some people who want to bring the Bible back to public schools. Well, the, the better approach would be if you have one religion, you have all religions and let the children decide for themselves what they want. Mm -hmm. Now I know the intent is just to indoctrinate with Christianity. I get that. So, don't sell your your children short. Don't sell your children into a life of reading, writing and arithmetic because yeah. that's the bare minimum as a parent and me as a citizen, I don't have children, but I want the children around me yeah to be informed, to be educated because I want better for them than I have for myself.
0: I just I just want to point out that like numbers, numerals arithmetic, math, and whatever, (laughs) was invented by Arabs.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right? We do have the Arabic numbering system taught in schools right now.
0: Literally, they made numbers.
1: They did, yes. That is accurate. Because if not for Arabic numerals, we would have Roman numerals. So, yes. That's the thing. Reading, writing, and arithmetic is not enough. Children deserve more than that. So if you disagree with what the the school is teaching your children, then invest the time in your own children to talk to them about what you believe, not at the negation of what they are taught at schools, but to supplement what they are taught at schools. So Mm. the abolishment of the Department of Education having one sentence in a bill is disrespectful.
0: Of all the work that everyone has put into it for the last 70 years.
1: Not even 70 years. We're talking about this was established in 1867 with the specific intent. I'll read it again. For the purpose of collecting such statistics and facts that shall aid the people of the United States in the establishment and maintenance of efficient school systems and otherwise promote the cause of education throughout the country. I mean, even, oh, Benjamin, even Benjamin Franklin said...
0: They really wanted smart people in this bitch.
1: They did. Benjamin Franklin wanted to have a newspaper in every house and a school in every area. A good school. Not just a school. A good school yeah. in every area. Benjamin Franklin, one of the founding fathers. So for the constitutionalists and the people who really think that they are on the conservative side of things because of the Constitution... I urge you to really understand what the founding fathers asked of us. And they said, this society we have, this republic that we have, cannot survive without education. I rest my case.
0: I think the case is rested. So, Beth, yeah. tell these people how they can reach us.
1: All major platforms Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We do have a TikTok. Also, we have we a are, TikTok. We do have a TikTok. And I've put a couple of the clips up there already. So, yeah, you can go catch some short clips on there if you want to. And we also are streaming anywhere where you listen to audio podcasts. And mm-hmm. we do have a Patreon, and this guy is going to tell you about it.
0: Man, this is such a task. <laughs> so, Patreon, www, com slash mixpolitics is where you can... Give to us, and then we will give back to you. Yes. There are different tiers of membership. Um, shout out to all the Patreon members who support us so far. Yeah. Um, you're keeping this channel alive. We do have to pay for our dissemination and our proliferation against various <laughs> p- platforms. <laughs> and you've been instrumental in doing so. But also, Patreon is where... You give to us and then we give back to you, like I said before, uh, whether it's we give you hoodies, uh, app- opportunities to ask us questions and we would answer them on a podcast, uh, being a member of the podcast itself, being a bartender and coming and hanging out with us and That'd being be a third member. Yeah. Uh, we still haven't had that, but maybe one day, maybe maybe if we wait long enough and HBO, <sighs> HBO picks us up and... Now you can't afford it. That's that's (laughs) up to you. But yeah, Patreon.com. There's a lot of stuff there. You should check it out. Patreon.com slash MixPolitics. Yes. Yeah. And to all our...
1: Analysts.
0: Pundits. Pundits. And and experts. experts. I want the cheers, but like I have no drink. Pour your drink. I have to pour my drink. Jesus Christ. I'm so happy I have a four-day weekend every single Fucking week! <laughs> Cheers. Yeah. Mm. Oh!
1: Shit. Well, that didn't go as expected.
0: But it went really well. Sure. I'm a fan. Sure. Here we are. All right. Episode 30 something. 6. 6.
1: 36.
0: And that's a wrap.
1: That's a wrap.
0: We'll call it there.